episode 81. Here we are. We are kicking it off. Oh, my God. Listen, my friend, there's an energy. There is a reason I just dove right into this because I felt it in that moment. I am ready to go with this podcast. How are you? I'm good. I had a great week. I was, well, first of all, mom's doing great. She's like a rock star. Physical therapy is so happy. Her knee is great. Nice. But then my delivery, and I don't know if you can see, but right under my Rick Babcock clock, I got there my, it is. John, my John Rimley painting. Keep punching. My Keep John punching. So I'll tell you what. I was so happy. Yes. That man can do no wrong. I mean, his painting, I don't know if he wears the socks on his wrong feet. I don't know if John Rivley wears his T-shirts inside out with the tag flipping out. Really? Like when, it comes, when it comes to art, John Rivley can do no wrong. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> it's always just like he, he captures something over and over and over again. He, so he really I does. Was, I loved it. So. Well, there's a reason why the guy's the best. So, yeah. you know, you're actually your wall is looking better than my wall because you've got stuff on your wall. Okay. So we both have the big punch scene, right? Yeah. From the Leroy Neiman, but I don't have like, I don't have what you have on your walls. I, I, I have different stuff, right? So I'm falling behind. I've got to get caught up or Mr. Rivley is going to be yelling at me. And say, Mike, <laughs> what's happened to me? You're, you're my number one customer. You have no more of my new stuff. So you need a new I, wall. <laughs> I know. And well, I'm going back. I and I say this all the time. So what you see here on the wall, I don't know. What do I have? Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen over there. So I have maybe 15 right in back of me. Right. Uh and the gym, I have three large ones that are four feet by five feet. And mm -hmm. then in the hallway, I have another 10 coming down the steps from upstairs. Wow. Then in storage, I have another 15 that I've been rotating. Now, these happen to be some of my favorites, and mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time letting go. So anyways, I will be rotating them soon, and I am going to yeah, make yeah. Uh, some new purchases. But, um, you know, it's it's hard to let go. Yeah. I can't. Stop. Anyway, hey, we we are we are coming live. We've gotten yes. back now. We've got our new home office. Stacy, where's our home office coming out of this week? Well, I looked at all the towns very closely in Australia. And yeah, you'll find out why in a moment. But the most rocky one was ding a ding Australia. <laughs> so ding a ding, Mike. That's the place. I love that. I love that. So in these high level meetings that you had, I couldn't make mm. them. I was busy with tours. You were with the upper echelon of the Rocky Files uh, a group. And yes. how, did, how did it go? Were you intimidated? Were they intimidated by you? How was well, it? Did you wear a business suit? What, how, what was it? Yes, I wore a business suit and my my Adrian hat, of course, before I went in. Gotcha. So I was, you know, like in, in the zone. But uh, yes, they're they're very scary over there at the C-suite. But um, yeah, I said, you know what? We've been at our old office for a very long time and we need a new home office. And so Good to go. So pony up the cash, boys, because <laughs> we're going to Australia, Mike. Australia. I love it. Good day. Speaking of a good day, I really had a good day the other day. Um, so, Stacy, I sent you two pictures of Rocky in the ring with Apollo. Would you yes. put those up for a second? There's that one. All right. So, everybody notice the shorts. <laughs> the, 
Mr. Jurgens, I'm wearing white pants with a red stripe. Stripe. It really doesn't matter, does it, Rocky? Aww. I'm sure you're going to give us a good show. All right. The other What's one. The other one? There, there. Okay, there you go. You see the thick red waistband, the Everlast logo is sewn into it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for a very long time, I've been looking for these shorts, and you can't find them anywhere because they are vintage. And this particular pair, I didn't really want a pair that were kind of memorabilia made mm -hmm. i have a lot of things memorabilia made but this one particular pair i've been looking for one from the 70s and so i got them finally uh the everlast yeah. shorts okay yeah now, and these are I not wish... replica these right are... exactly oh. from from the 70s That's i wish so i could tell you <laughs> i wish i could tell you these were rocky shorts but they're right. not but what I like to do is I like to make them Rocky shorts. I'm going to get some, I don't know, paint or dye or makeup or something. And I'm going to make them all bloody like they are. I'm going to replicate them in the movie and put them in a Ooh. shadow box and then hang them up on the wall. And I think that would be kind of interesting. Good. Uh, You're yeah, brave. So I'd be afraid to do that. I don't know. I'd be. Well, make sure it's washable. So if you need to. Yeah. All over again. Yeah, maybe some type of food dye or something I'll right. use. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Fake blood, maybe. Or maybe I'll just cut my finger and put my blood on it because what better than to bleed for your passion, Stacy? Right. That's very. That's hardcore. an idea. That's that's <laughs> one way we can go. That's an option. <laughs> that's a mental option. <laughs> sure. Okay. So what else do we got here? So. I want to talk about, I was yeah. talking to a, a, a good friend of mine uh, recently and I, the subject of Instone came up. Now, a lot of people watching right now probably might not even know what Instone was. And back in the, in the mid 2000s, like four five, right around there, Sly mm -hmm. got involved with uh, some scientists uh, that uh, came up with these, uh, uh, this vitamin, uh, uh, I'm sorry, protein pudding. And it's mm -hmm. really, yeah, there you go. It's the world's first high protein pudding. When I tell you, this is one of the things that helped keep me maintaining my body uh, weight at about 185. I stayed at 185 for the better part of 15 years. Wow. It, uh, and this really, really helped. They had another thing called, I think I sent you a picture of it. It was called Forza Tea. Uh, let's see. All right. So, okay. Let's, okay. That's good. Leave that one there. So that's metabolic breakdown. So that was like your, uh, I think that was like lean fire. That was your fat burner. That was mm -hmm. really great. That was, that worked really well. Um, Sly really hooked onto a product that worked, I, I thought miraculously and they sold them at, um, uh, GNC. That was the only mm -hmm. place you could buy them at GNC. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Is that it? There you go. Forza T. Yeah, and that's actually Joey Gilbert, who was one of the boxers on The Contender. If oh. you guys, if you guys remember The Contender, uh, Sly Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, mm -hmm. they did the boxing show. And this is one of the. Leave this up just for a second. You'll sure. see in the corner uh, is the bottle of Forza tea, and the right. the word Forza is Italian for strength and long lasting, and so on. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's it was a testosterone booster for men and. Uh, anyways, he would promote some of these products, including the pudding on the contender and the guys loved it. And it was really one of the smart things that Sly had done. He had really gone uh, above and beyond um, trying to come back, because if you remember, Stacy, back in the day, you know, Sly, he had 
didn't have any movies coming out in the theaters. Right. They were going direct to DVD. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was maybe eight, nine, ten years since he was at a peak again. And what did he do? Here's the thing that I admire so much about Sly. He was yeah. at the top of the world, 20 plus million dollars a movie. Women wanted to have him. Men wanted to be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he has to realize that, you know, you almost die twice in life if you're an actor or an icon, mm-hmm. you know, because you only have so long where you're at your peak. Right. right. So then that fades so that kind of dies down and then you have your physical death and that's going to be very difficult for people at that level to understand we'll never know what that is Mm -hmm. but he gets this idea for balboa right gets this idea but he knows he's got to get himself back in so what does he do he starts with these little like um uh jumping off stones he starts with the instone then he does uh the contender tv shows then he does the uh the magazine sly magazine they're mm-hmm. little tiny things and it takes a little while it takes a couple of years right to get him back into circulation the name right. sly was not spoken as regularly as it was up to that point and right. as it is today and you right. tell me a guy who could re- a, a person not a, a guy a woman whoever can reinvent themselves constantly to still be around every decade that's Mm -hmm. amazing to me when there's so much opposition when critics have put you down so this this company in stone was very very amazing now he put out some magazines in in stone if Mm -hmm. you could subscribe to it and get it and some of them they're not like earth shattering but they were very interesting they would give you certain workouts or they would give you diets or they would give you thoughts slides thoughts on working out and at that time you know there was no instagram there was no facebook there was none of that stuff so when and sly was very private he was a very very private guy with very rare uh, a few interviews that he had done so to get a glimpse into the way he thought because those were the thoughts that go into rocky and those were the thoughts that inspired a great deal of us so to hear what he was thinking and to read his words was uh, a I, it was almost like Moses coming off the mountain with right, the tablet. Right. It was that yeah. kind of Stallone thing. gold. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So I just I wanted to just talk about Instone a little bit. I wish we got back to having the the putting out, you know, it, it ran its yeah. course, it's no longer around, but I I really, really wish we we had that protein of all the things. The protein was the thing I liked the best. And and hey man, Forza yeah. T. I mean, that word Forza. I mean, yeah. that, that that's a pretty strong word. It is. That's like like when you think about it, that's like almost tattoo worthy when you think mm-hmm. about it. I don't have right. any tattoos, but like if someone were to get a tattoo, that mm-hmm. would be like tattoo worthy, I would think. Right. But you know, right. wait, what do I know? I, it's <laughs> funny. I wonder if it's something he would consider again because everybody mm. has their own supplement right now. There's no reason yeah. why he couldn't and be very successful. I would think it'd be even probably even more successful now than it was then because he doesn't have anyone trying yeah. to tell him to sit down now, you know. And I there mean? is no pudding out there. There's no, That's I'm true. not, if, if there is a protein pudding, I'm not aware of it. Right. I, I am not, I am not aware of the protein pudding out there, but if it is, you know, somebody let me know because I love the protein pudding, but I really liked his, his yeah. protein pudding was delicious. And yeah, 
anyways, so that's in stone. They put out T-shirts and they put out tumblers you could shake the protein drink up with. And there was a news, a monthly, uh, no, what was it? A bi-quarterly uh, uh, a newsletter that came out. Right. And again, it, it doesn't sound like it's that, as I'm saying it now, because Sly is so available, he's on Instagram and the Stallone family right. and all these things. So all those things, you know, are... Uh, it, what I'm saying doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal, but at a time where nothing else was out, you were like, right. wow, that's incredible. That really is amazing. Well, there was no access. There's You couldn't just right. go get your Rocky fixed, alone fix, whatever. There was just no access. You just had to wait until he came out with the next thing. But this is, you know, people say Rocky slice, slice Rocky. It's like, even if, even if the industry was trying to ice him out, yeah. it's like, no. No, I'll I'll find something to find keep something. going. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I love that. And I love you know that. what? Speaking about breaking the rules, I got a little something. And Stacy, you got a little something. We should talk about. We want you to follow the rules. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Stacy, what is it that we want our watchers, our fans, the people that listen to us? What do we want them to do that maybe they're not exactly doing the way we're like <laughs> looking for? Right. So. We are re-editing uh, our opener, and I want people to keep in mind that when you send your video clip, we want video clips of activity. People have been sending me still photos. People have been sending me uh, little video clips where they're talking. But keep in mind, when you look at that opener, we're not going to hear you. Right. Okay. So, so we want... People going up and down stairs, you know, if if you were in Philly and you have stair footage running up and down, jumping yep. at the top, we need that. We basically need everything in the current opener, but I want to replace every clip yeah. with our people, with yes. people we know. But I want an activity. We've we had some of the ones we've gotten that are great. We've gotten the speed bag, a lot of speed bag. Right. Sean, bag. Sean, um, uh, O'Donnell. Uh, has, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sean, he's, he's done that. We got Danny, Danny mm -hmm. Watley. So people, when you're thinking about this, okay, mm -hmm. it's a visual medium. There's going to be no sound. You can send right. sound. It's going to be just blocked out. The thing is, how would you sell yourself in four seconds yes. or, or, or eight seconds? Now you yep. can make your video, you can make your video 25 seconds. Okay. Right. It can be right. 25 seconds. So it'll give us something to work with to edit it down. Right. Um, we'll take the best part of it. But in those 25 seconds, what mm -hmm. best visually sells mm -hmm. you and your, your love for the character. So right. uh, like Stacy said, those two are great examples. And another example is like one where I think what we're going to use is um, footage of a camera set up like here, um, I, I think I'm going to have Sue yeah. video me as I'm doing a show and then Stacy will do something similar on her end. So like if you guys are watching the podcast on your TV, somehow set up your cell phone where we see you watching us on the TV, that yeah. five seconds, two seconds, we're really trying to put the podcast out there. Like people are watching it more and more and mm -hmm. have a, like Stacy said, we want it to be a family video yeah. Kind of the Rocky yeah. family, right? Yeah, absolutely. Our our bubble, our faces, the people we talk to every day, communicate with every day, and just and then you know, just a few other things. Make sure it's well lit, make sure it's in focus, and yeah. make sure it's close enough that we can see you. <laughs> so yeah, the video yeah. are way far away, and I'm like, I can't see you. And then if you blow it up, it gets fuzzy. So yeah, just yeah, like that. Yeah.
can dress like the characters, any of them, dress like Paulie, put the fisherman's yeah. cap on, do a Nicky Petito. You can do um uh you can dress up like Hulk Hogan. You right? can do I don't you can put Rocky three on and, and have Hulk Hogan in the ring and put a fake mustache on and, and I don't know, do something like that that you're pretending to be Hulk Hogan, but mimic Rocky boxing in a movie or training right. or jumping rope in front i don't know anything you could stand in front of a rocky poster you can anything that would convey rocky mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. maybe it's not exactly sylvester stallone as rocky in the background maybe it's a different backdrop but there is a feel to rocky to what right. you're sending us exactly. and we're going to take our time with this so you know you you have time to get it i would right. like to get this done maybe in the next four or five weeks that's what mm -hmm. i would like to have it done by the end yeah. of summer so sure. we're going to keep hounding you guys for this so please you mean so much to us watching listening to us i mean it, it means the world to us and we want to include you in this so when yeah. people see the opening maybe sly watches the opening you know what's yeah. on tonight oh the rocky files okay well <laughs> oh look at all this going on okay yeah. <laughs> you see this is all for the yeah. boss to see yes so keep that in mind um let's see so i hear someone at the door we got somebody knocking we do oh my god hey listen would you send barbara down the hallway to let them in from the green room please yes yeah, so this is andrew hogue if i'm saying it right uh he said like rogue so andrew hogue he is from australia which is why we moved our home office to do this appropriately Yo. Andrew, welcome. Hey, how are you? How's everybody doing in the clubhouse tonight? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. What is that? Honor. That is one of those puppets with the fist. You can put them out and hit the fist. Yeah. That might be the ugliest Stallone memorabilia I've ever seen. <laughs> it was from my friend's uh, late mother. She had it in the collection. It was probably, oh, from, the, wow. probably from the 70s. <laughs> that's, oh, that's amazing awesome. andrew how are you i'm doing great this is an honor i've just been counting down the weeks for this oh, <laughs> oh that's great that's man so i just that's feel like horrible. i'm in the presence of my people because i tell you a lot of right? people here just don't get where i'm at <laughs> with this We're obsession actually stacy brought up off the air stacy and i are thinking about getting uh tribal face tattoos for <laughs> the rocky world we're thinking of doing maybe two boxing gloves on our cheek, maybe putting a boxing ring here or love wins on our forehead. <laughs> Something classy, you know, you'd be yeah. down for that. Right, Andrew? Sure. I'd be down for that. I mean, it's kind of post Malone approach. There's a lot of face tattoos out there these <laughs> days. It's kind of all the rage. <laughs> That's my point, Andrew. If post Malone can do it, what does he have that we don't have? A career, a singing voice, lyrics? Forget about it. Yeah, but he ain't going the distance. That's no. right. He ain't drinking no raw eggs. I'll tell you that right now, pal. Exactly. Yeah, it's been an honor. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this, and um, Aww. I was I thought my email was going to hit the junk folder, but uh, no. when Stacey got back to me straight away, I was like, wow. Because like I said, yeah. I, I've been, you know, watching the podcast, and I love the pretender, Mike. I mean. No, thank you. It's just one word to uh, describe that that documentary about yourself is is just uh integrity i mean oh, we can go on a bit more about it later on but uh it's it's another example of just you know finding something you love and sticking with it even if people don't get it and uh 
Yeah, I want to cover a bit more about a shout out to Jimmy Toscano and uh, uh, Danny Janino. Uh, I think that's his last name. I always said his name wrong, but that's Jim Toscano who put that thing together. And yeah, we, we can talk about that later. What is it for you, Andrew, about the character of Rocky? Now, I, I know you got a giant M60 in back of you. I mean, you've got a great poster. I, I love that from First Blood, of course. What is it about the character of Rocky that just has you enticed so much? Well, I think compared, to, I guess, for most of the guests you've had on as well, it all really starts with uh, with the family. Uh, I was introduced to it by uh, my late father. And I guess since his passing, even though I've always been obsessed with the character growing up, I saw Rocky Three in the cinemas when I was about eight or nine. Um, mm -hmm. But just seeing how much that character inspired my father and then I feel like it sort of melded into two, uh, especially after losing him in 2015. Um, I don't know, the obsession of not just Rambo, but Rocky just escalated because there's so much sharing we had with those movies. And mm. a lot of people don't get it. They just think it's just a film. But it's yeah. not just about the characters and what we learn from the films. It's the sharing that we create with family through those films. And that's why there was such a gap. And I just sort of went on a spree of adding more memorabilia. That's like a, a way of coping with the loss in, in some really crazy way. And yeah, so my father was highly inspired by that character because he played football, Australian football. We don't wear pads. Um, mm. And he, you know, he was highly driven and highly motivated, uh, you know, with that sort of, um, you know, that mindset. And yeah. it was quite intimidating for us growing up because we tried to play football as kids and we were lousy at it. It's a hard game to play. And um, my dad was really sort of ferocious with his his mindset and mentality. And a lot of, you know, my, my brothers were all a bit like, oh, this is just yeah. full on. But I feel over the years now, I've really, had, I gravitated to so much of that with him uh, since he's gone. It's like, I feel like I, I finally get it. He always used to say, you got to want the want to win. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And right. Oh, and like that. that. So I used to just go, huh? But now I get it. And uh, I feel now I carry his spirit when I'm running and doing stuff and training and whatever. And at the same time, I'm also using a lot of the, the, the Rocky philosophies and motivation to tie in with that as well. So it's kind of a blurred, blurred line. And there's also some Rambo in there too, because you know, I feel like there's a bit of a hybrid of of that character. My dad would get sort of, you know, like yeah. I remember there's a couple of scenes, especially in Rambo 2 uh, at the end with Colonel Trapman when he talk about, you know, I want what they want and everybody else here when he has that really ferocious discussion um, about, you know, the end of the coming back after, mm -hmm. you know, the POWs. And my dad would talk to us like that with that sort of same tone and it would just be intimidating. <laughs> so now when I see that again, I watch that film, I just like, Oh man, I get it. It's the same as the, um, the discussion he had with his son in Rocky Balboa. We'd have literally similar discussions. This yeah. is before the film would come out. He yeah. would say, you know, why do you allow people to push you down all the time at school? And cause we used to get bullied and picked on and why is everyone out to get you? You know, you got to stand up for yourself and, I watched, I watched that film with him in 20, 2006 and I was just like looking at him just smiling. I'm like, that's you. That's what we yeah. talk about, you know? Right. So well, you know, Andrew, that's the thing. Yeah. You touch on something that is absolutely key 
to the Rocky universe. And it's that passion. See, that passion mm-hmm. can ignite a fire. And passion can be very, very scary because you're you're probably a little younger when your father's hitting you with this passion that he has for this these philosophies. And, the, mm-hmm. and, and probably the reason why he came, that, not that he took them from Rocky, he had them and Rocky had the philosophies. And he go, oh, wow, here's a character that represents a lot of the philosophies I believe in. I want to impart this on my kids. I, I want them to hear this. So that passion, whether it's passion in a relationship for love or passion for a movie character or sports or achieving anything, it could be very, very, very intimidating at first. I wanted you to know, jump over to this 15-second video of your dad. Can I play that for you? Yeah, go for it. Hang on. Uh, wanting to win, always wanting to win, never be second. It's the most important thing, not only in football but in any competitive sport. Always want to win, never expect to win. The reason I love that is you can feel his intensity in that 15 yeah. seconds, you can feel his drive. And so no I want to, I want to do this when I watch <laughs> that video. I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah. He was rubbing all that deep heat, that denker rub, they call it or whatever, to, you know, get the body all warmed up. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It was intense. I, I'm so grateful for that footage. That was his final football game in 93. And um, uh, just to, obviously, when we cleaned out his place after he sadly passed, you know, we were going through all the stuff and I found this and just was like, oh, my God. And even now, I'll watch that before a run or whatever, just tap into that resource of inspiration because that's the thing with inspiration. It's, it's endless and people can find it looking at an 18th century painting. We find it in watching Rocky a thousand times. Not everyone gets it, but either way, uh, inspiration is, is endless. And and that's why we get so much out of this character that's lasted what span of almost 45, 50 years now. And it's the same thing when I, I look at, you know, the stuff I learned with my dad, uh, you, uh, you can never lose that, um, that drive from that kind of passion that you can always tap into. That's why it's like, like I said, when we watch Rocky a hundred thousand times, it never gets boring and you start to learn more about it and you think, Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that part again. You know, the other day, actually, I did watch Rocky a couple of weeks ago as we do. And when he walked out of the, um, out of, uh, Adrian and, and Paulie's apartment, uh, when he sort of said, you know, um, uh, what's the line when they said that stuff on the TV didn't bother me none. Well, oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. did. I totally didn't even notice Rocky spitting. <laughs> like I just was like, what? I went back and went, I never noticed that because like I said, we get so caught up in, in the moment of the movie yeah, and the music yeah. and stuff and always learning different things. Okay. That's probably not the most important thing to learn about him spitting, but uh, that, that's like I said, the thing. Yeah, I, keep yeah. learning, you know? I've always noticed that whenever he goes on that first day with Adrian, right? It's Thanksgiving and he's uh, he, they're on the front porch. Paulie kicks them out because he's Paulie. And this <laughs> yeah. Day, yeah, to you is Thanksgiving to me is Thursday. Right. So, and yeah. then he takes his hat and he offers like, go ahead, you walk first. And she does it. And then he goes, he opens up the gate. He looks around and, he spits on the ground. <laughs> like, why would you spit now? And I think Stallone yeah. is acting in that moment. He's saying to himself, okay, wh- what would Rocky do? He would be mm-hmm. out of his element going on a date. Okay. He, Rocky doesn't go on dates. He was just trying to survive right. life. So when he goes on a date, I, all he knows is the macho-ness. He hides behind this cloak of 
machismo, right? So right. what 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 do macho guys do? They spit all the time because that's yeah. that's what yeah, that's what guys do, right? Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think he was using that as some type of a I don't know, do, neutrality cloak, so he didn't feel so nervous or something. That's what yeah. I think. I could be wrong, but uh, maybe we'll ask him when he's on the show again. I, lo- I love that you mentioned that scene. That is one of my very favorite scenes in Rocky. Great scene. Original Rocky, because that is the very first moment he lets her in just a little bit about how on his insides, you know, love that scene. That's a yeah, scene. And it, it mm. did. It did bother him. It really yeah. hurt him. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that sometimes, you know, like, Andrew, you're you're very observant with that. And so, you know, you you pick that up. But some people miss that. You know, they 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 I, they, they default to it's a boxing movie. Yeah, out of boxing movies. Love yeah, story. this is the thing I, I I try and let people know because you know, like I said, families and friends just don't get it after all these years. You're still into it. Are you still watching that? It's like they probably watched it two or three times twenty years ago, and they understand. Yeah, underdog movie, get up, fight, win. Yeah, yeah great, yeah. whatever. But the trouble is, the way I see a lot of people, we're all underdogs, but majority of us get knocked down and we stay down and go, oh yeah. well, it's comfortable down here. I ain't getting up to take another yep. shot. Right. So. Yeah. Most of the time, and I even use this analogy, especially, you know, with my coaching stuff with clients, we talk about how many people in the world today are players in the game of life as opposed to spectators. Now, you go to a stadium and watch a game, everyone's in the stands or the the stadium, Mm -hmm. they're all yelling at the players, telling them, I would do this, I would do that. But yeah, look how... (laughs) how little many people are out there on the field playing right it's because that, that's how i sort of look at that you just got to keep getting out there dealing with all the all the punches and and keep 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 on going so that that's why i love about the philosophy of rocky it really is underdog keep getting up but you got to keep getting up because you will continue to get knocked down yeah and like i said some people just watch the film a couple of times they get it they get inspired and they move on and it's like well inspiration is really only a, a word unless you act on it and uh, put it to, to good use. Otherwise, it's just, it goes. It's fleeting. It's like motivation. Oh, oh, to- totally agreed. Now, while we're talking about inspiration, what is it about Rambo that inspires you? Because my brother could write a book about this, but <laughs> for you, what is it about Rambo? <sighs> well, again, it was uh, the first film that my dad bought on VHS when it came out. He took us to see it at the, at the movies as well, nice. same era. So we went and saw that plenty of times i still walk past the cinema when i'm in the city and just go wow we were here ah, i just mm. that's so dear to my heart when i look at that, that, that staircase and just go man my dad just took me to see that and rambo i mean okay the first one's untouchable in my opinion right um but where do i go with the rambo character because it is very different to rocky we know that rambo's almost like the 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 mechanism without the heart, you know, he's like, he knows what he wants to do. He gets it done. Whereas Rocky sort of goes in, has a look around. Oh, okay. I've, uh, I've got to think about this and he mm-hmm. yeah, Rambo's just like, he's damaged. And mm-hmm. he's like a Frankenstein monster almost. In a yeah. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I also draw some of the, the tension that he brings in that character, especially if I'm in a long run or whatever, and you know things are hurt and sometimes the heart's not helping either so you sort of got to get into a bit of a robotic mode mm-hmm. and uh you know like some of the scenes in in part three when he's just pushing that uh piece of wood out of his <laughs> you know and you have to it's like you just got to grit the pain and keep pushing that's i use that um even when he gets to the top of the cliff 
and he just looks around and then he's just like, huh, you know, I, I, fall, I, I get into that mode sometimes where you literally just got to leave your emotions aside yeah. and just yeah. get down yeah. to business. Um, but I, I just love that character. Part four <laughs> is just ruthless. <laughs> like, part, it's just, part, you know. part four is amazing. I mean, it really is. It, it, I would put part four. See, this is a tough one. For me, it's, it's, it's First Blood, Rambo 2, just because of the nostalgia and the yeah. awesomeness. The bow, the black knife, I mean, all of that. And then I will put Rambo 4 because Rambo 4 is so amazing. But <laughs> I just want to touch on one thing. <laughs> He's in the cave, Rambo 3. He Shirtless, laying in the rocks and the dirt. He takes the boot knife, takes the bullet, the casing, the bullet off, right? Yeah. Pours the gunpowder in the yes! water. Yeah. And oh. then he blows the flame. <laughs> Look how... Oh. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> it's the best. It's so outrageous, right? <laughs> yeah. But we love it. We love it. And this is yeah. where Rambo, I think, I think that's in, in Rambo 3, Jump the Shark, where it goes past the level of just yeah, like, of just know, because in First Blood, like you said, it's, it's literally an untouchable movie. It's scary as hell to jump off a cliff into a giant tree branch to branch, potentially breaking ribs and so on you know you can evade the cops you can come back into town you can climb through a mine but we, you know you start getting a rambo three and like not one bullet hits you from the russian army in afghanistan or or so in, in, right i mean it's like yeah is there not one person that can shoot accurately <laughs> i mean yeah I love them. I've seen them all at the cinemas. Now, do you want to talk about how quickly I got stooged? I've got the Last Blood. Okay. Uh, and this is the thing, right? You know, there was a, a, a theatrical version and then there was a, a cut version. They chopped out the first 10 minutes. And uh, the, I was res like, the rescue, the flooding scene, right? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. So at first I bought the 4K Blu-ray from, you know, online right, and I thought, right. right. And then I realized, oh, hang on, this is a cut version. Damn, i got to get that extra 10 minutes. Super fan. So I ordered the Italian version. I get oh. it. It's great. And the crazy thing is the subtitles for the Spanish uh, discussions with those yeah. criminals, the uh, the mafia or whatever, uh, is in Italian, not English. Wow. So this is the full version. So I got stooged and then I had to go and get the <laughs> Blu-ray version. And it was funny because I remember when Sly put it up on his Instagram saying, you know, the uncut version of um, – uh, Last Blood's going to be, uh, you know, streaming on Netflix or something like that. And I just said, well, I had to buy it like four times to get the full version or something like that. And I think Sistine laughed and, and liked it or whatever. So that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I didn't mind that. I mean, a lot of friends have said, oh, you know, it wasn't great. But I'm just biased, man. I just love the man. So, right. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. You, you, you bring up a really good point. And, and Stacey, I know I got to bring it back to Rocky and I'm going to. But I, one last point. Oh, on it's Rambo. all good. This is no, all good. I know it is. I know yeah. it is. But uh, it, but the thing is, so we're sitting in the movie theater. Right. And and I'm talking with my brother, my mother's and father's there. And Sue's with me. Her mom came along. We were watching it. And like I, I'm in awe. And my brother turns to me and he goes, Mike, it's when did Rambo five come out in 18, 19, 18, Rambo 18. Five, uh, 2000 yeah 2018 18 yeah so he goes mike it's 2018 and we have a fifth rambo movie <laughs> the first one came out in what 1982 okay yep like 82 and and i looked at my brother and i go wow 
that's kind of a deep statement. Like, wow. There are not many movies that can do that. You know what I'm saying? Can you name another one? I don't know if you can name another another two, I should say. Rocky and Not with with the same actors. You could say maybe Harry Potter, or you could say maybe, Mm -hmm. well, not even Harry Potter, maybe Godfather. Maybe Godfather yeah. was was had mm-hmm. some longevity. Uh, the Star Wars, but again, you Not know Han Solo. Actors. We don't we don't see Han Solo yeah. after Return of the Jedi, and then when he comes back, they kill him off. So like you know, yeah. But the thing with Rambo and Rocky, there is such longevity there. Mm-hmm. There is yep. such universal appeal. Whether like you know, I always felt that, and and Stallone's acknowledged this, but like Rocky and Rambo are the same opposite sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You know. And Sly, you know, when he was here on the on the podcast, when he sent us that video, he said it himself, they're both manic. Rocky's manic in a happy way. Rambo's mm-hmm. manic in a negative way. One is mm-hmm. up and one is down. Mm-hmm. And anyone who says Stallone can't act needs to see these performances in their totality yeah. because yeah. I'm sorry, but Tom Hanks could not play Rocky and could not play Rambo, okay? No. Couldn't no. do it. <laughs> no. Agreed. I love... I think what's cool about Rambo is that he doesn't use pain or emotion to make a decision about what he needs to do. Mm. He, there's a job to be done and whether it's I'm in pain or it's, he's just, he's a soldier. He just goes, that's it. Where discipline. The, yeah. yeah. Just he's that robot, like he said, but, but Rocky, it feels he's so much more in touch yep. and, you know, he, there's so much more turmoil and so much more to consider and do I and don't I? And he really throws the issue back and forth before he goes for it. And uh, where yeah. Rambo I just find there goes. Are, <laughs> yeah, I find there are moments where you can pick and choose. You can get in a Rambo mode without yep. hurting people or um, you just get in a Rocky mode. I, I, I sort of, like I said, it's, I feel like it's a bit of a hybrid for me for my obsession with both characters because you can use a bit, a bit of both, you know, yeah. um, some would find that schizophrenic in some weird way, but, uh, yeah, they, told, they told me the same garbage too. Don't listen to yeah. it. What are those shrinks? No, they don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, tell us a little bit about, um, your running years and you, you decided to become vegan and you, you had a struggle. You really had to climb up and out of, tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I've been, you know, obviously wanting to, maintain a, a physical fitness over the years just again from my father and and yeah. rocky and all that sort of stuff but at the same time i still love the partying and drinking and all that stuff so during the week i'd train a little bit and then just get hammered on the weekends as we call it and then mm-hmm. i'd be feeling like crap going i just wasted my time this week so i struggled with that for many years of just sort of letting go of the party because again i've been in the music industry for quite a few decades now mm-hmm. so you know, the partying's always free-flowing in those environments, but right. I knew somewhere within myself, I wanted to just take care of myself physically. And I know that that has a good effect on you emotionally as well, because exercise is proven scientifically how much it can affect your sure. your mood and all those sort of things. So I was always torn of just my ego of, you know, the party kind of side of me versus the, I want to maintain discipline and be fit and healthy and strong because, you know, we've only got one life, one... Uh, vehicle slash body and you got to look after it so i grappled with that for many years and then i decided i'm just done with alcohol so i quit that about 15 years ago and it wasn't the easiest thing because it ran in my family i believe that was the the main cause of my father's demise of his 
untimely passing, you know, like, like I said, he was my Rocky, but I prefer to focus on the good sides of his life rather than the slow deterioration because it was just horrible to watch your idol, your, <clears throat> pardon me, your hero, yeah, kind of uh, go out that way. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I decided, you know, I'm done with that. And yeah, running, this is really interesting because, you know, quite a few years back, maybe 15 years ago, I'd, you know, run five, 10 kilometers and go, yeah, that's that's great. And then it escalated to, you know, 21 and stuff like that. And then I kind of just stopped after a while. I don't know why I thought, you know, it's not good for the body because everyone kept saying that. And um, I think 2019, I, uh, I was going through a few of my own personal changes, identities, things to keep shifting because I'm all about growing. I really am. And went to Vietnam for, yeah, a, um, uh, a week just to sort of get away. And there was this running sort of fun run happening, 10Ks. I thought, yeah, I'll go. You know, I, I, I brought my shoes and 10Ks is manageable. And I was get this at the end of the run, you know, they were playing Rocky music in the background at this sort of <laughs> area. And this in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. In, in, and I'm just standing around. I was think I was like, there was only two other, it was probably about five or 6,000 people doing this run starting at four or five in the morning. Cause the pollution's really bad. Hang on a minute. Let, yeah. <laughs> I, I want in <laughs> Vietnam, they're yep. playing the Rocky music where Rambo was, I right? guess, born <laughs> right in, in, in a matter of speaking. Yep. And they're playing Rocky music. It was a Vietnamese crew setting up for the run. Yeah, it, yeah, the run wow. it started. I had to get up at four. I think it started at five. And like I said, when I got to the starting sort of point, and I don't treat it as a race, I just run, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a competitive thing. And um, they had national TV there, and I looked around. And I thought, I'm the only Western person here. Ah. And then they interviewed me, and they said, uh, "Excuse me, why are you here?" And I'm like, uh, "To run." <laughs> and they're all just like, oh, wow, okay. And, you know, so I did the run at the end, you know, you get your medal, all that stuff. And then I'm like, I'm like, wow. And I could hear the rock. I think I still got on video. I, I filmed it just hearing the Rocky theme and I was by yeah. myself. Hey, <laughs> And something, I don't know, maybe that was something that had ignited my passion for right. running because when I got back to Australia, I was like, all right, I'm going to start building on this. And uh, mm -hmm. for the last three and a half years, I literally do a full marathon to 60, 70 kilometers once a week. And none of it's planned for pace, time. I don't care about any of that. It's all about the lesson, what I can learn about myself. Yeah. And I did my first 100 kilometer run about four weeks ago. That was again unplanned. Like I said, wow. I, I go through stuff when I'm running, like flipping the switch and, you know, let's see what we can do together. And that we is my true self that's dying to get out because we <laughs> sort of, you know, we, we, we limit ourselves so much. And this is another crazy thing. I remember I ended up doing my very first. Again, I've never run an official marathon. I've done up to about 90 of them in the last three years, but I've never done an official run. Like, I don't care for it. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to go on this, this, mm -hmm. you know, the Melbourne Marathon. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not interested in running with other people, competing, getting some medal. It's, I always said medals rust and, and stats get deleted, but it's who you become is what lasts longest. Mm -hmm. And I say that to runners on groups and they're like, what? Or someone would go, oh, I just did a 10-mile run. I'm like, great. What did you learn about yourself? They go, huh? Mm -hmm. 
Because all they talk about is the external. My pace was slow. I wish I could go faster. And that just shows that I'm not good enough. It's like, if you let go of all of that, you will probably end up doing a better run than you realize because you're not focused on it. You're more focused on a deeper reason why. And I've found that the more I let go of the external, the more my runs got better because I was at peace and I was in that sort of, I call it flow and go. And then everyone's like every week I'd post, you know, 50Ks, 60Ks. Everyone's like, you're mad. I say, no, I, I rarely have any injuries. Uh, yeah. I'm really yeah. disciplined on my nutrition, my recovery, all that stuff. And again, I use the the Rambo Rocky kind of philosophy of discipline and yeah. taking care of yourself. Uh, and like I said, when I talk about Rambo Rocky, that also includes Sly as a person because right, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see beyond the actor and I see beyond the wealth. I see a guy that is incredibly focused, disciplined, and that's why he's become what he's become. Yeah. So I use all that sort of stuff, and and yeah, the running's just sort of something that i i mean i can't believe it myself some weeks i look down at my legs going how is this happening you know this is this is pretty crazy i remember when think, i sorry go now do you think that a lot of people don't like to look at themselves because of mm, the internal issues they have and confronting truths could be kind of awkward you know absolutely I mean, right my dad always says look in the mirror son you know the mirror never lies and it's true and most of us avoid that yeah. You know, if we don't like what we see, change it. Oh, yeah, but it's easy for you to say. It's like, well, change isn't easy. That's why most right. people stay the same. But are you going to spend the rest of your life just being stuck? Because I tell you, you know, jumping in is far more scary for most people, the uh, fear of the unknown. But I tell yeah. you, once you're in, you're like, wow, I'm glad I did that. Because when you're stuck in certainty, and that's a huge human need that we all really rely on, um, there's no growth in that. And right. I'm just all about growth, testing myself and and seeing what I can do. I remember uh, a couple of, you know, like I said, I never set goals for these runs. I don't say, like usually the night before, I'm like, you know, let's see what we can do. We, all right, let's just try and do 50. And yeah. sometimes I'll end up doing 60. Like, it's not just, mm. I've got to, you know, again, it's all about going the distance. Yeah, um, right, but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, testing yourself and, and, learning what you're capable of of achieving and all of us are capable of that and when i say these things to people i oh, you know they always say it's inspiring it's motivating okay but if you don't grab onto that really quick that shit's fleeting that's gone yeah and uh you know once if you once you act on it you can just take that way to the hill so it's um right. it's just something that um I, I just love doing i'm not a, i don't identify as a runner uh, I just run. I run for growth. I just, it just so happens to be something I enjoy doing. I didn't plan on it. I yeah. go for a lot of, you know, running shoes every couple of months. It's an expensive hobby to a degree, mm. but, uh, you know, it, it's just to me, all this stuff is about growth. And again, when I'm running, I'm listening to a lot of, you know, really inspiring things. Yeah. I even had some voicemails of my father, you know, that I sort of recorded a few, you know, maybe a year before his passing, I kind of knew this was a time bomb and you thought, man, one day I'm not going to hear that voice again. So mm. for some reason I, I, I kept those messages and I have them in my head. So when I'm like, or in my headphones and, and, you know, sometimes if I'm 50 or 60 Ks into a run and sometimes it's hard, I'm not saying it's easy. Mm. And then that, you know, the songs are on shuffle and then it's like, you know, his voice comes on and I just, it's Boom. just a shock to the system. I got Rocky quotes taken directly from the films, not from right. the soundtrack. So that's obsessive. I think I mentioned you, Stacey. I 
Rick That's Potts. clever. That's really I, clever. I got all the grunts and drag. I go, you know, from part four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horse and, horse and cart, all that stuff. Stacy, uh, you, you're if you notice something here, Stacy. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have any questions for Andrew? He's ha Andrew's having a very difficult time ex expressing himself. He's very <laughs> quiet. He doesn't know. He's unsure of what he wants to I say. I about the rants. No, I love it. I mean, number one, you're right. You're you're so plugged in to the whole philosophy. It's oh, just, totally. I mean, one hundred percent. You would love our prior guest. Oh, nice. Um. One of our prior guests, her name was Jessica, um, and her, I can't ah, remember her Jess. episode number. We said the same thing to her. She's a runner, and she's not into the numbers, the pace, how far. She's like, she goes, my running, it's for me. Whatever I'm going through, whatever isn't whatever struggle she leaves it on the road and i was yep. i was like good for you because people do make that assumption oh how many marathons have you run and yeah and as you're talking you're also a personal coach and i just as you're talking i'm like it's no wonder he's a personal coach because <laughs> you you that wasn't are... planned either <laughs> no <laughs> really <but laughs> yeah i love this story but th this is you're going deeper than the surface part of running of what running is you know yep. and and if you're always focused on the distance the time the pace you, you're it not drags. quieting your mind you're not quite in yeah. your mind to go deeper in to that moment. you know yeah. pulling those layers away and you do so tell us about the personal coaching and how you got into that and and how your your clients uh respond to you well um like i said i've been down the rabbit hole for years you know to you know, unstuck myself, edit uh, of pain and suffering because, you know, my mm. childhood was very disruptive, even though, again, I shared a lot of great things with my father. We parents divorced when I was eight or nine. So mm -hmm. not an easier sort of environment to grow up in. And again, you know, like I said, I, I have some kind of worship of my father because I really focus on the good sides of him. But there were some horrible sides. There were some terrible moments and, um, you know, for all of us and you know, they still hang around and people talk about trying to erase the past. You can't. You just got to look at it from a different perspective and accept the fact that, well, great, it's not happening now. But sometimes we hold on to it so much that we make it feel like it's real in the present. It's the same as when I'm running. Like I said, I, I ripped Rocky 3 and 4 audio of the entire movie. So I'm running, listening to those films. And all I'm doing is watching them in my mind while I'm running. And I feel all those emotions from the scenes because i know that film so well so my body's responding in the present like you know when he lost mickey and i relate that to my father and i just feel all these emotions so it's so easy the brain doesn't know the difference between what it experienced in the past and what is in the present that's what's crazy and that's why people walk around in this loop and for years i you know obviously saw psychologists growing up you know disrupted childhood at school and you know my grades were always crap i was a terrible student i dropped out and was working in a factory at 17 just like i've screwed up my life all i care about is music and uh now i'm just a bomb and um so over the years i was always just trying to i guess quote fix myself in some crazy way so over the years, I I would work on myself, and you know it's a roller coaster, and it doesn't end. Personal growth doesn't end. Once you're in, you've got to, you got it. It's all you're all in. And uh, I ended up hiring a couple of coaches uh, because I thought nothing against therapy; it has its place. But I believe that you go there 
you have a brain dump, you cry, you let it all out. I'll see you next week. And our brains are like computers. They really are. That's like, you know, we fill them up with all the crap that we've been searching on. And then it just gets full. And what do we got to do? We just got to empty our temporary internet files. We got to delete the trash. And then we fill it up with more crap. But we don't, you know, we don't pick and choose what we want to let in. We just bring it all in. So I ended up uh, hiring a coach uh, who to help me through the grief of losing my dad. That was like a probably a two and a half, three year grief depression I went through. <clears throat> Hardest thing I've ever endured. I can't even, you can't, I just can't even begin to explain it. Everyone's different. Some people would say, oh, you know, like four months later, you're better now. It's like, you have no idea. Grief is completely up to, you know, that's the hardest thing with grief. It's, um, how do I put it? It's uh, it's just your journey and only you know when that will clear. Some people it takes yeah. 10 years to get over something, some six months, you don't know. There's right. no uh, there's no set time limit for that. Um, so anyway, I uh, went and saw a few doctors like, you know, I'm just boom, sunk. And first thing they do is, you know, medication. I was like, nah. Nothing against that, it has its place, but I figured, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than this. I can get through this, but I don't know what to do with this either. I don't want to fight this because this is a beast I've never experienced. So uh, I went and saw a, a friend who was a coach as well, because she was like, uh, she also does, you know, myotherapy to help my body as well. And um, yeah, I was broken. I hate using that word, but hey. some people, you know, we, we, it feels that way. So she sort of said, look, you know, I also do this. Um, I'm happy to, to help you with it. I said, I need something. So I think I spent maybe six or eight months of working with her. And that was some of the hardest work I've done on myself because, you know, it is, it's a journey. And I look back and go, I'm so glad I did that because I became stronger uh, dealing with it. Yes, I still grieve for my father, 100%. You never right. get over it. You adjust to it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I think it was around 2020. I just felt this overused term, this calling to uh, want to help and serve other people out of their own pain and suffering because, you know, I'd cleared a lot of my own stuff and I know we all have stuff in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think once you get a really good grip on where you're at, I believe that's when you can really serve people. It's like you wouldn't go see a personal trainer that's overweight. You know, right, you want to right. see someone that has got it down. Like, you know, right. I, this is where I'm at. I know what I'm doing. This person's motivated. They're disciplined. They're organized. They got their, you know, health down, nutrition down. Or then it's like, well, I want to, I want some of what they've got. You know, they're they're the epitome. They're the example of, yeah. of uh, uh, you know, they walk the talk basically. How, so, how did that take you into radio? Well, I've been doing radio since I was 19, so I'm in. 30-year career of radio and right. I still do it. I mean, I, I was at the top of my game. Well, I'm still on top of my game in my opinion, but I was running the biggest radio program in the country for, you know, heavy metal, which is my favorite music. And yeah, after 10 years of that, um, they decided, you know, it's time to give someone else a go. And I was like, well, no, that's not right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, this is again, another rocky philosophy of you either be a, a a victim of your circumstance or you just got to get up and get on with it. So I knew a year in advance that my radio career was being, you know, you know, coming to a close and it was devastating. I mean, I get paid to talk about music. I love every week. I thought this is just the greatest job in history. And then, Oh, 
you've had a good time, time to give someone else a go. I was like, that makes no sense. It wasn't like I had any red flags against my name or I abused someone on air. So I was just thinking, what am I going to do? Where can you go from here? You know, this is like top of the mountain. You can't yeah. go anywhere yeah. from here. So I was investigating things, hoping they were going to change their mind. And then obviously they didn't. And yeah, I fell into that victim mode for a while of like, why yeah. is this happening yeah. to me? And like I said, we ask ourselves sometimes the wrong questions. Why is this happening to me? And then I thought, how could I make this better for me? That's why I had to flip the switch really quickly. And this is even an awareness I wasn't aware that I had, but I did have a bit of help with my coach as well. She's sort of saying, looking at it from this angle, they're setting you free. I'm like, no, they're not. They're, they're breaking my heart, mm. blah, blah, blah. I didn't see it at that time. And what I ended up doing just with that awareness was to build my own mountain. And that's what I did. I put my head right. down. I told people on the air that this is my last year and uh, keep in touch because I'm coming up with a couple of cool things. I didn't say anything else. And um, I know Sly says in his top 10 rules for life in the Sly Moves book, I've got that printed that, mm. uh, you know, don't share your dreams with people because I most likely steal them. And uh, I put my head down and there we are, built my, um, uh, there we are. If other people can steal your ideas, they most likely will. That was the one. Yep, that's the clause. And uh, I ended up building my own 24-7 online radio station, which is the first ever 24-7 metal radio station yeah. in this country. And eight or nine months behind the scenes, everything went wrong, did on my own, failing constantly. Like I said, it's just... There's so much success in failure, but unfortunately, when people get put down or they hit the canvas, so to speak, they stay mm. down. And there's always success in failing. That's part of the deal. And uh, yeah, I ended up launching my own 24-7 online radio station, andrewhoog.com. Nice. And, um, I'm now in my 11th year doing it. It's on my terms. I, right. you know, and I look back and go, well, what I had was great. But this is even greater because I've got a community that followed me across yeah, that yeah. obviously loved and respected what I did. And I always tell people, radio is not about you, the, the DJ. It's about you spreading the message and your passion to right. like-minded individuals. Because I tell you, the audience has more power than you because you're on the mic and you're blah, blah, blah. How many times do we channel surf when we hit a, yeah. hear a person's voice we don't like? We've right. got the power to turn them off. They might be like, oh, I'm you know, so egotistical. I'm on the yeah. mic. Look at me. Audience is like, I'm going to turn my back or turn you off. So, yeah, ended up building that. And um, I run that every day, of course, as well as my, my coaching stuff and uh, training. And wow. like I said, everything's just, it's all about, again, I, I, like I always use the Rocky metaphor. I'm so grateful to be here with you guys. What else you got on follow-up, Stacey, to uh, kind of wrap it up uh, and, and bring it full circle? I love what you said. As you're talking about your dad, it's like, Rewatching the scene of Rocky talking to Polly about losing Adrian, you know, it's just that that emotion is is the same, and you found a way to move forward. And I love how you know you're looking at the radio show, and they're they're pulling you out of that. And sometimes, you know, I, I hate that it's cliche, but you know, one door mm. closes, another one opens. Yep. But you have to be like, okay. The, this that's the end of that chapter because it needed to end for some reason yep. <laughs> and then here you are 11 years later with something even better than you imagined that would not have happened had that door never closed so every closed door is an opportunity for the next bigger thing 
and uh, that's very Stallone and not Absolutely. like, you know, you know, you're being phased out. Stallone went, went through being phased out. And so he's like, all right, how am I going to reinvent myself during this during this time and, and you absolutely did that. So, um, yeah, you're, you're all of it. You're the, you're the whole philosophy and you, you bring it into your life. And I just, I think what you're doing for people, so many people are grieving over the loss and now you're helping people through that process. It's, it's just a beautiful thing and just such a great job. You did just a lovely job, Andrew. Thank you. I'm so glad you came with us. It. Michael, what do you got for you? Here's the thing. I, I love these these last two questions. So uh, first one is, Andrew, you're going about your day. You're not thinking about Rocky. You're thinking about running. You're thinking about, you know, the radio, the music, and so on. All of a sudden, something clicks in your mind. Something Somebody says something to you about Rocky. What is the image in your mind at that point? How do you see Rocky? Do you see him as the 30-year-old in, in one? Do you see him as Rocky Four? Do you see him as Balboa, Creed? What's that <laughs> image? When someone says Rocky to you, what's in your mind? Oh, man. <laughs> that is such a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> got an and you have 12 <laughs> seconds to answer. Seconds. What is, is, it just, is it Rocky One? Is it Rocky Three? What is it? I'll just go with three because that's just my favorite out of the lot. In uh, in yeah, three, I guess, yeah, the th three hundred percent with the loss. Fair enough. Yeah, fair that enough. bridge scene yeah. is just yeah. I had wore that yeah. face for about seven or eight yeah. years. Every time I watch that scene, I'm just like, oh man, it hits you. I get it. Well, it, yeah. it, and that's where I think that's where Rocky does his most inside work is Rocky three. You know, so of course you're gonna, that's why I love Rocky three because it's such a transition for him on the inside. So yep. not surprising that's your favorite. Yeah. And the last question that I have for you is you're in an elevator with Sylvester Stallone. You've got 30 <laughs> seconds going three floors. What do you say to him? I've been thinking about this. I've been watching everyone else's responses on the episode. <laughs> right. Well. Yeah, I know. I was preparing for this one. Well, as long as I get in the elevator at floor 15, ding, ding. ding. And then, uh, <laughs> of course, I get in the elevator. I'd stare and then I'd press B because I got to go to the basement. Nice. <laughs> nice. I say to the man. I've been thinking about this one. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd say what others have said as well to a degree. I would just thank him for standing his ground for himself. Yeah, we know the story that he walked out of rejected audition and just said, oh, by the way, I do a bit of writing. And if he'd have just taken that as another rejection and didn't even say anything, where would we all be? That character never would have existed. It maybe would have been a written script, but sitting in a, a dust file, you know, somewhere, a dusted filing cabinet somewhere. So I just thank him for um, just backing himself. First and foremost, right. yeah. you know, yeah. just yeah. I, Thanks for standing up for yourself, man, because, you know, rejection ain't fun. We all deal with it, but most of us stay down after two or three attempts. And uh, he just kept fighting, so I'd thank him, and, and then I'd probably cry. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. I no crying. shame in that. I tell you, every Rocky film, he's cried. I love it, because there's no oh, shame yeah. in that being vulnerable at all. I think no, it's cool. not at all. So oh, yeah, we, we, have the tease, we have to tease my father. My father cries at like supermarket openings. My dad's <laughs> a very emotional guy, so I learned at an early age. Emotions Same. are good. Andrew, Same. I want to thank you so very much. 
I have a feeling Stacy and I are going to be bringing you back in because, you know, we got a lot of the heavy stuff out there, right? Now, when you come back again, a couple of months, we're going to bring it back. We'll talk about the fun stuff. Top five Rocky 100%. scenes. What music stands out more to you? We're going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Would you come back for that? Take it back. That was in my head this morning when I woke up. Right? That's in my head every morning when I wake up. <laughs> That's because I'm a tomato. That's my issue. That's my issue. Anyway, no, Stacey, this is, you know, absolute privilege. Thank that, you so much. Thank you, awesome. Andrew. You know, I really no, get to share this passion with others without them going, yeah, what? Oh, okay, you're still into that. Okay. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Where, where, where else can I let this out? This, yeah, that's why right I love this, this, this podcast. It's such a great outlet to share passion with like-minded people. That's, that's, well, you can, I, I you can, you can thank Stacy for that. That, that's all, <laughs> that's all her. All right, Aww. that's on her. Anyways, Andrew, thank you so very much, my friend. As you know, we always say here on the podcast, keep pushing. <laughs> keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Wow. Woo! Every every box checked every box. Wow. Yeah, all of it. He Got he it. just into every I, cell of his body. I really would like to have him back and talk about the, yeah. the scenes and music and so on. Yep. I think he, he would be very, very interesting, introspective. Um, yeah. And I think Sly would like his commentary a lot. I, I, I think he picked up on a lot of things that maybe some other people don't pick up on. So, you know, yeah. way to go. <laughs> I love very self-aware and transparent yeah. people. And he just, oh, yeah. he's, he's a sweetheart. So he's the goods. Yeah. Stacy. What else is yes. happening? Hey, we only got one season of Stallone, the, the family Stallone. So that's it, right? No, no, no. Instagram On Instagram today, I heard from the boss's mouth that there is going to be a season two and it's going to nice. be even crazier than normal. Or I forgot exactly how, what he how did said. I missed that. How did I, I miss saw that? it. Unless I'm dreaming. I saw. No, I missed it. I, I haven't even seen. <laughs> I don't even know. what. I got to go check Instagram after this. So I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that because I, it is fun to see them and get a sense for everybody and, and all yeah. their personalities. Cause you only just see them in pictures. So it's fun. And to I, see hope, them interact. I, I want, I want to see where the kids have, have gone, uh, you know, because yeah. uh, one of the girls had the, uh, an opportunity with MGM to write mm -hmm. a story. Okay. So mm -hmm. I want to see where that's going. I'd like to see where Scarlett's going with her, dating and schoolwork i like to cool. see how she's adapting it'd yep. be interesting to see how jen is dealing with you know the empty nest yeah. syndrome you know and and what uh, uh scarlet is is working on and and going through so i'm 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 really i'm interested in it but of course more than anything i'm interested to see what the boss has to say and, yes. and how he handles certain things because this is scripture <laughs> we all know it's scripture right. in my life okay? <laughs> yes it is. Oh. It is. It's funny because Mike Ferreira said it best. He's like, it's all Stallone gold. I'm like, yes, perfect phrase. Right. Stallone right. Gold. Absolutely. That's true. Stacy, where can people find you? I am at Had Me at Yo on Instagram as well as The Rocky Files. And on Facebook, we are at The Rocky Files Podcast. And Michael, what about you? They can find me at the Yo Philly Film Tour. Uh, they can find me. Uh, oh, I read, did a book. There you go. I forgot. I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky <laughs> Music. It's not bad. It fits in the stocking. Order now. Anywhere books are sold. Uh, there is a wonderful documentary made by Jim Toscano and Danny Janino out of Detroit. They are filmmakers. They have gone on to really great things. And it's called The Pretender. 
There it is. And for those of you that don't know, the statue, that is the background of the statue. We got the okay from the Schombergs to use this. That mm -hmm. is me at 14 or 15 years old running up the steps for the very first time. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see I have the yellow and the black shorts with the uh, red, white, and blue uh, uh, knee-high knee socks. So yeah. socks. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you can find me at uh, the, the Yo Philly Film Tour on TikTok. Yes, I think I yes. changed my name. Instead of TikTok Rocky, I think I'm the Yo Philly Film Tour. So that's nice. it for us. <laughs> awesome. Keep punching. Keep punching. Bye, guys. Bye.